Hello, this is Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. Thanks for listening, everyone. We, uh, we see it. We see your notes. We appreciate it. We got a good uh, lineup today. Yes, episode 11. Great lineup. Let's get right into Let's it. Let's just go. Let's just do it, because we got things to discuss. We got shows to cover. We're going to start right out with Chernobyl. It just finished up on HBO. It's five episodes. It stars Jared Harris, Stellan Skarsgård, and Emily Watson. It was created and written by Craig Mazin. Now, Craig Mazin's other credits include, and it's an illustrious list, let me tell you, The Hangover Parts 2 and 3 and Scary Movie 3 and 4. So, of course, Chernobyl. He's a shoe-in for that job. Yeah. I mean, this seems like, you know, right, right in his wheelhouse, right up, right up his alley. I'm just going to let you know right now, a lot of people, they're like, I don't know, it looks depressing. Yeah, it's a downer. Oh, incredible downer. And I mean that in the best way. This is, this is a major binge for me. This is enthralling, engrossing, fascinating television. I started watching it. Um, I started rewatching it because I got about halfway through the first episode and then we talked some more and I watched, I think, the first two now. It was infuriating to me how uh, especially the head scientist guy was behaving because uh, the core blew up and he just kept saying, no, it didn't. And so everyone kept getting hurt and killed and he just kept saying, no, that didn't happen. It's like there's a huge body count in front of you. Why would Why would you keep lying about it. I didn't quite understand that. Oh, the whole thing is frustrating. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's the point it's trying to make is how the bureaucracy of the Soviet government with its arrogance, its lies, its cover-ups, it's the, the entire way it operates is just blasphemous and horrible to its people. Yeah. Anyway, if you don't know what Chernobyl is, it's about uh, the nuclear reactor meltdown that happened in April of 1986. To be a little more precise, it was an explosion that took place on April 26th in Soviet Ukraine. The miniseries uh, covers that and the fallout, literally and figuratively, of uh, what happens in the remaining weeks, months, and then a year after. Now, do you remember that incident happening? Sort of. I mean... I remember where I was. I was 13 years old, and it happened like basically a few days after my birthday. Now, of course, the information didn't get out till a couple of weeks later in the news, and then you were like, "Okay, it wasn't like you know, oh wow." It was only as time went by that you got more and more information about how serious Chernobyl was. Right. And then this this movie shows you like how much worse it could have been. I mean, it could have been a global disaster. And the people they got put in charge, thank God there were some competent people that were able to hold off a more massive disaster. Not that this wasn't horrific, but it could have been so much worse. And the, sh- and the show really gets into those details. And here's the thing. I'm no nuclear physicist. You may not know this. No, I did not know, you know that. I'm not. But... Hmm. It's written in a way that explains how everything works, how a nuclear reactor works. And by the end, you're like, I get it. I know, I know how f- fission works or fusion or, I don't know, I'm being an idiot, but fission, fusion, I think it's fission. Yes, it's fission. 
point is, I feel like I know a lot more about, about nuclear reactors than I did. It, it, it writes it at a level that every, anyone can understand. The big complaint people have with this show is the fact that it's all British actors and none of them are even trying a Russian accent. They're speaking English with a British accent yes. playing Russians. Right. It's a little confusing. I don't like that so much. Well, I know. It is a big complaint. A lot of people are upset about it. But if you can, I say get past it. I hear what you're saying. Get past it because this show is well worth the watch. And like I said, it's only just over five hours. It's not going to be some, you know, long drown out like, oh, my God, it's so depressing. I can't. It's too good to ignore. Um, there's also an accompanying podcast that goes with it that's really good to listen to. Now that I have a problem with because if you look in the iTunes podcast store, we're in the category uh, TV and film, and we're slowly climbing the charts, thanks to our listeners. Uh, the number one podcast right now is HBO's Chernobyl podcast. So I'm not a fan for that reason, but I also haven't listened to it yet. I have. I've listened to the first and the last one, and... Uh... It's a great companion piece for the show. It explains production choices. Uh, Craig Mazin, the creator, he gets interviewed and uh, really gets in depth. So if you're if you're really want to know more about the show, everything that went into it, and little things that you might have missed, I highly recommend it. And it's not you know once again it's not a big commitment. And it's kind of like a director's comments on a DVD feature or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'd say so. And uh, I think. This is a real chance of sweeping all the limited series Emmys this year. I don't know how it would not get uh, best limited series. Really don't know. Everyone, it's just so well done. I I have a reason why it might not sweep uh, limited series. Uh, and that's another limited series on Showtime called Escape at Danamora. Are you done talking about Chernobyl, by the way? I am. And okay. if I wasn't clear enough... Binge. Binge okay. Chernobyl. You may now move on. Okay, thank you. This is another limited series on Showtime, Escape at Danamora. It's seven one-hour episodes, so already it's two better than uh, Chernobyl. But mm -hmm. uh, seven one-hour episodes, it stars Benicio Del Toro, who I love, Patricia Arquette, who's awesome, and Paul Dano, who's also great. The supporting cast, the guy that plays Patricia Arquette's husband is incredible. He's a very tragic character. His name is Eric Lang. He was also on Narcos and Lost. I should say, too, this is all a true story, not based on a true story. This, this is exactly what happened. Danamora is a prison up in upstate New York. Now, you're from that area, right? Do you know where this is? No. But here's the thing. Upstate New York could be anywhere. It's like the wild, wild west for people that aren't from there. You know, it's like, well, there's either New York City and then there's upstate New York. So when you say Danamora, I have no idea where that is. I have no clue. I'm assuming it's way up there by Canada, I'm guessing. I think so, because part of the part of their plan was to escape and to make it into Canada. So it couldn't have been more than 100 miles from Canada or something. Danamora is located in the northeast corner of New York State, and it's about 25 miles south of Canada. Benicio Del Toro plays Richard Matt. Paul Dano plays David Sweat. And these two guys form a friendship in prison. Both of them work in the sewing shop. Uh, a civilian woman, played by Patricia Arquette, comes in to run the sewing shop. Both of these guys kind of independently 
start having affairs with this woman who's married. They start using her to get supplies into the prison so they can start trying to escape. She's a really tragic character. You really feel bad for her. You feel worse for her husband. David Morse plays one of the guards. He's great. Uh, the whole thing is fun. The, the last episode and a half takes place after they escape. And I'm not spoiling anything because, again, this is a true story. It was all over the news. Um, one of the most interesting things about this production was that it was directed by Ben Stiller. And it's, it's not a comedy. There's no comedy in it. But he did a great job directing. It looks amazing. It, and, you know, the, the flexible length of format you were just talking about, uh, Chernobyl being five episodes, this is seven. There's just no rules anymore on how many episodes something has to be. With, right. With Netflix and um, the premium cable. You know, it's not like network where you get 12 in the fall and 12 in the spring or whatever. It's just however much time you need to tell the story. And this seven hours was perfect for the story. Highly recommend it. Uh, it's got some adventure and it's got some drama. It's uh, totally a binge. Great. Now, before we move on, I want to mention Patricia Arquette has already won two big awards for this. She won the Golden Globe and the SAG Award because this came out last year, but it'll be eligible for the upcoming Emmys this year. Because of the timing of these. The yes. Emmys are kind of at the a Emmys weird The Emmys are time. weird because they do based on like a season. Right. But because the, it came out late in 2018, it was eligible for, like I said, SAG and Golden Globes. But the Emmys now for this year, it's eligible for, if that makes any sense. I'm conf- I don't want to confuse myself. I got you. The Emmys happen sort of outside of what we They happen would call, in September. Yeah, outside of awards season, sort of. But she's already got two big awards, and I, I guarantee probably an Emmy awaits her for this. I hope so. And, you know, she's gotten recognized for stuff before. Like you said, I don't know that Benicio Del Toro's ever won. He's won um, an Oscar. He won an Oscar for Traffic. Yep. This is the first thing that I know of that he's done for TV, unless I'm mistaken. Or first notable thing, anyway. I can't think of any other TV that he's done. He did a miniseries back in 1990 called Drug Wars, The Camarena Story. But who remembers that? Anyway, love this. Escape at Danamora on Showtime. Binge. Great. All right. Two solid binges in a row. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. And more good news. I understand we have a sponsor again this We episode. do. We have a brand new sponsor. It's Construction. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, we all have. It's a great company. Yeah, absolutely. Construction. See that guy holding the flag? He makes more money than you. Construction, because you don't have enough of the color orange in your life. Construction, forgot to set your alarm for work? We got you covered. Construction, building that luxury condo you can never afford? You bet. Fixing that pothole you keep hitting? Forget it. Construction, hey, at least you're going to get to finish that audio book. Construction, next time you're in bumper-to-bumper traffic, Get out, pick up a traffic cone, and yell into it promo code BINGEORPURGE101405 to add 40 free minutes to your commute. And finally, construction. Still better than that guy with the leaf blower. Cool. Well, it is, it is nice we're getting some sponsors. We are uh, interested in additional sponsors. If you have a referral program or a promo code program, Shoot us an email at binge or purge podcast at gmail.com. 
Let's do some business. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, I got another, another show. show. What do I you got, got another show. I got Black Mirror Season 5 just came out on Netflix. Only three episodes. So it's easy to get through. However, I'm letting you know right now, you don't have to watch all of them. Unless you're a Black Mirror completist. I know there's people out there that are like, I have to watch every one. Fine, go for it. Go to town, be that guy. But if you're not, because Black Mirror can be hit or miss, season three, in my opinion, you only need to watch the first one. And that's Striking Vipers. The second is Smithereens. And the third is Rachel, Jack, and Ashley 2. That stars Miley Cyrus in that one. And I'm letting you know, purge. Stay away. Stay as far as you can away from that one with Miley Cyrus. It is unwatchable. It's horrible. Now, is that episode bad because of Miley Cyrus? Because she was an actor for a long time. I think she's all right. She's fine in it. She's, she's not the problem. It's just poorly written. And it's not, it's not in any way engrossing or involving. There's no like big twist in it that people want. It, was, it never got off the ground. It just doesn't go. It just, it's a pay. I'm not even, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to do any more okay. on it. Just know the Miley Cyrus one. Purge. Okay. Now, Striking Vipers, starring Anthony Mackie. For me, this is a definite binge. Now, I've talked to a couple of people. They're like, it worked for me. It didn't. I, I think you've watched it as well. Yeah. So You did. <clears throat> All right. Now, here's, here's the thing. I'm not a completist with Black Mirror either because it is, it is hit or miss. Um, I watched the first one. It was great. It was very confusing emotionally. Right. Uh, I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to give anything away. We'll just say this. It's about playing a virtual reality video game with your best buddy. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And uh, it also guest stars Palm something who played Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, she's absolutely hot in it. So You have a thing for her. I do now. Her name is Palm Clementief. Um, so, yeah, it's great. Now... Uh, I'm not a completist with Black Mirror either because it's an anthology. They're not related. No episodes are related. Right. And it's hit or miss. It's yep. always always has been. Um, I watched the first one. I, I Like I said, binge for me too. I watched the second one. You did. I really liked that one you too. You did. Yeah. Now see, I was middle of the road because I did not like the lead performance. I thought he was incredibly annoying. I mean, I see by the end of the episode what they were going for. But, oh, man, did I hate this guy. Like, having to spend time with this character. You spend a lot of time with this character in this car. Let, let's quick quick synopsis. There's, a, a like, a Lyft Uber driver. He's kidnapped someone from a, like, a, a Facebook. Facebook company. You know, it's, of course, I'm not saying Facebook. It's some, you know, but you get it, right? British Facebook. British Facebook. And uh, he wants to speak to Mark Zuckerberg. Right, who's played, and it's not Mark Zuckerberg, but he's played by Topher, Topher Grace. Who's incredible. He one, one of my favorite actors. You're a Topher Grace fan? Love him. I, I will watch a movie or a show that I've never heard of if he's in it. So I wouldn't say he's one of my favorite actors, but I'll, I'll get into, uh, I'll try out whatever he's in, usually. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I have no feeling on him. Okay. I, I'm, it's like a benign thing. I don't, I don't love him or hate him. It's like, okay, Topher Grace. You he, was, know? he was great in this, though. He was good in it. So you you would definitely binge the second one then? Yes. But now I didn't love the ending, but it was great and it was definitely a commentary on technology. It's is- a complete indictment 
of social media. Right. Which I think people are starting to come around to because, I mean, there's a lot of good points in there, uh, which is kind of the purpose of that show. Yeah. So I'd say binge too. I haven't watched three. I'm probably going to watch do, it do, just do, to piss you don't, off. Don't. Do not watch that. Don't. I'm telling you right now, it is a waste of your, it's a whole hour of your life you'll never get back. Binge the first two episodes, which is Striking Vipers and Smithereens and Purge, Rachel, Jack, and Ashley too. Okay, now, uh, the obvious question, why would they do a season of three episodes? They usually do ten, I think. Well, I read that the creator there, uh, Charlie Brooker, he's the, the main force behind Black Mirror, they're sort of uh, connecting it with Bandersnatch, their movie that came out late last year. And they're thinking, well, we gave, we gave you Bandersnatch, so sort of include that in season five. Now, I don't know if you saw Bandersnatch or not. That was the Choose Your Own Adventure right. movie, I which actually, I kind of enjoyed. See, I couldn't watch it. I have an Amazon Fire Stick, and it was not compatible. So, If you watch it on your laptop, you can choose the things. I guess. I, I, don't, I don't really love watching things on my laptop. What about an iPad? I don't know. I never watched okay. it on an iPad. Maybe All right, I'll find could. out. I Maybe heard it was good. I liked it. I mean, it was experimental. I liked that it took some risks. So it's just kind of like binge Bandersnatch from earlier if you want to feel like more of a complete season five. But it's really it's a really short season regardless. It's hit or miss. Two out of three are good. That's about their batting average. Yeah, so there you go. Season five of Black Mirror. So the next thing I've got is an Amazon original series called Good Omens. They've been advertising the crap out of this for the last eight months. It's the it's like you go to Amazon.com. It's the wallpaper. Uh, it's popping up everywhere. If you have like a, a streaming box or something, they put a lot of money into promoting this. Now, this is six one-hour episodes. It stars... David Tennant and Michael Sheen, two very weird British actors. They're good, but they're weird. Francis McDormand is the voice of God. Oh. Um, no? I'm, it's she's kind fine. of intriguing. She's fine. I mean, it's just a voiceover. She's never in it. Okay. John Hamm is in it. This show did not need John Hamm at all. Uh, but here's the premise of it. God and the devil are both ready to start the apocalypse. The angels are bored. The uh, army of hell is bored. So they're like, let's get this going. Let's start the apocalypse. So they send a, a boy to be born, the Antichrist. He's born. He gets switched out with another family. And uh, two angels who used to guard the Garden of Eden, or one angel and one demon, I should say, they are assigned to go watch the Antichrist and make sure that he grows up uh, properly to make sure that he summons the hellhound on his 13th birthday and eventually brings the four horsemen of the apocalypse. But they come to an agreement together, the two, or the angel and the demon, uh, Michael Sheen and David Tennant, that uh, they don't want the apocalypse. So they try to raise the boy equally good and evil so that he won't become the Antichrist. Have I lost you? This is a comedy? It's not a comedy, but I think it was supposed to be a comedy. The production design, the music, uh, it's all so pompous and arrogant almost. It's like uh, they wanted this to be like their Pirates of the Caribbean or something. There's just so much production uh, value, I guess. I mean, it does look good, but it's also the coloring, the set design, the costumes are all very flamboyant. 
um, and obnoxious. It's just too much. So they just threw a lot of money at it and just, here we go. A lot of money and bright colors and symphony music, goofy, like Tim Burton type symphony music. There's some special effects that are not great. You're not selling me on this. Let me give you just a snippet of the opening theme song. Use that tone in your mind and the pictures that you've seen from the pop-up ads, and that'll explain the show to you. Okay, hold on. I'm going to play just a few seconds of this. Okay, pompous. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like it should be in like a big movie and not yeah. necessarily a TV show. And not a six-episode miniseries on Amazon Prime. Okay. The creators of the show, uh, Neil Gaiman, he did Lucifer, American Gods, and Doctor Who. Uh, those are all, from what I understand, pretty good shows. Terry Pratchett, uh, co-creator, never done anything. You look these guys up. Oh, and directed by Douglas McKinnon. You look these three guys up, and they're just the weirdest British guys ever. They wear, like, velvet top hats and suits and have just weird hair. They look like uh, those guys on that show, The Pickup Artist, but they're, like, in their <laughs> late 60s. <laughs> like, they probably have code names when they go out to pick up chicks at bars and stuff. They love to peacock. Yeah, they're all total peacocks, but they're, uh, they're just very weird British guys. Imagine Michael Caine dressed like Prince. that's what these guys wear to the red carpet stuff anyway the premise makes no sense it doesn't look right for the show the acting's fine but it just sucks it's just in poor taste all around i mean the premise is borderline sacrilegious for one but it's just poorly executed it it's not cohesive and it just didn't make any sense all right so I, I actually watched the first two and the last one. I didn't even bother with three through five. I couldn't do it. It's an hour long. It feels like an hour and a half. Ugh, sounds like Catch-22 from a few episodes ago. Yeah. So Good Omens on Amazon Prime, even though it's almost impossible to not click on it by accident if you're using a streaming box, purge this thing. All right. Purge away. A lot of British stuff this week. Uh, yeah. Huh. Those Brits, they crank them out. For a little island, they do a lot. Yeah. Yeah, even after Brexit. Or did that happen? It happened. It didn't happen. It's a big mess. Huh. Okay. Well, let's see. That's, that's about it. We're going to do the four shows today, and we're going to come back next week with some great stuff. Uh, what are we looking forward to in the next uh, couple of shows? Well, I'm not going to review it next week. I'm not going to review it till the whole season is over. But uh, the first three episodes of season three of The Handmaid's Tale just dropped on Hulu. Now, I'm a big fan of the first two seasons, you know, with some discrepancies here and there. I'm like, eh. But 90% of the show, I think, is definitely worth watching. I'm going to wait till season three is over before I give my uh, full review on it. But if you are a fan of this show, I'm sure you already know and you've already watched the first three episodes. Now, they'll be released one a week moving forward. So once they've done that, 
Then I'll give my overall review of season three, knowing that I'm already a fan of the first two seasons. Okay, so they put out three at once, and now they're going one a week. Yes. There's no rules. There's no rules. They can do whatever we want. You know, there's no, yeah. it's, it's, it's a wild, wild west in the streaming world. Yeah. Uh, that show kind of put Hulu on the map with the uh, awards, right? Yeah, first uh, streaming service to win the uh, Emmy for Best Drama. Wow. Okay. I've, I've never gotten into this show. I watched a few minutes of it. Uh, you have to really hate yourself to enjoy it. Yeah, like I think I do. you have to really hate uh, toxic masculinity or something. Uh, just the premise of it sounds weird. I don't know. Maybe I'll get into it. I, I'm sure that it's great. It's great. I mean, it's, it's you know, TV to slit your wrists by, which <laughs> I love. I, 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 think, <laughs> I think if you've been listening long enough, I do like the dark stuff. Right. I'm, I, you know, and I do like some cheery, fun stuff, obviously, but I, the, the darker, the more twisted, the more I like it. So always know moving forward, if I recommend something as a binge, it could be a little too twisted for you, but hey, that's who I am. And I'm just saying what I feel. Well, you might not hate Good Omens then. I don't know, but I hated it. So let's see. We talked about Chernobyl. It's a binge. On HBO, yes. Oh, by the way, um, I wanted to mention this one thing about Chernobyl. Um, it was on Monday nights, not their typical Sunday night. An HBO show on Monday nights. Right. You know, if it's Sunday, it's HBO. Right. They, they're trying to compete with the streaming services. So as a result, they want more content. And they're making Monday night a big night as well. They don't just want to limit themselves to Sunday. They're also moving forward with Monday being a, a big viewership night. That's what they're trying for, at least. And Chernobyl is their first attempt at that. And so far, so good. Because Chernobyl, I think, is fantastic. Well, what do they even have on Sundays anymore? Uh, well, they just started uh, Big Little Lies Season 2, okay. which I watched last night. Okay. But we're not going to get into Big Little Lies Season 2. It's got Meryl Streep and everyone, you know, jump on social media right now if you want to get into that. Um, maybe I'll do that when that's over as well. Because okay. I didn't, I was a big proponent of Season 1. However, Season 2 is not based on a book. So they're, they're moving forward with the original ideas because the first one was so popular. Originally, it was going to be a one-off. That's it. That's the book. That's the show. But it was such a hit. They're like, we got to have more. Right. So we got Meryl Streep and we'll see what happens. Okay. You know, one more thing about power plants. I grew up near the Trojan nuclear power plant in uh, Rainier, Oregon, right across the river. We could see it from uh, the little river that ran through our town. Well, this explains a lot. Yeah. And this we would go there. a whole lot. Yeah, and it was they shut it down uh, when I was young, and then they blew it up when I was, I think, nineteen. <laughs> You'd blow up a nuclear power plant. Well, they took all this stuff out. They, I should say, they um, they demolished the um, tower. It's the, you know, The Simpsons. Supposedly, the guy based that power plant on the one by us. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Was there a Mr. Burns that owned it? I don't know who owned it. We always used to joke that the um, ponds on the ground. It was really beautiful grounds. Uh, the ponds, the fish would have three eyes and stuff, which I don't think that was true, but uh, who knows? It was on The Simpsons. Remember, they had the three-eyed oh, fish yeah. that jumped out of the water in one of the episodes. Yeah, that's true. So, okay. All right. Chernobyl binge. Escape from Danamora on Showtime binge. Please support our sponsor, Construction. And uh, we're also looking for other sponsors. Uh, Black Mirror, three unrelated episodes. Binge, binge, purge. Okay, so keep that uh, keep that straight. 
And uh, finally, Good Omens on Amazon. Purge, purge, purge. There we go. That's cool. it. We're done. That's the show. We, we can did all, it. We can all go home now. Finally. It's six billion degrees in here. It's hot. We, we are... just want to turn on the air conditioning. I mean, you have no. We have to have the air off because of the sound. Oh my god! That it's might so be changing hot. next episode. Yeah. There might be yeah. a humming in the background. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll make that sacrifice. Yeah, no, but we do it all for you. And uh, please send us emails, um, iTunes comments. We're on Twitter at binge or purge. What's the Instagram? Binge or purge podcast. Yeah. So basically, anywhere. Uh, you can also listen to us on iTunes. We're now on Stitcher, Google Play, and Listen Note. And once again, shout out to Jess the Facts for helping us out. You can follow her on Twitter at the Jessica Greer. Okay, I think that's it. That's it. All right. My name is Demo for Joe Taylor. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. See you next time, and thanks. <laughs>